Hello and welcome to this month's episode of the Magical Mads podcast, the Magical Mads show. I'm your host, Magical Mads, and it is a pleasure to meet and connect with you today here on the podcast. I'm super excited about the topic that we have today. Um, I'm going to be touching a little bit on setting boundaries um, from the perspective of a highly empathetic and intuitive person and what this can look like, how this can shift your life, and some of the principles that go behind this as well. Um, I'm going to touch on a little bit about neurodivergency and other mental disorders. So get ready, get a nice little drinky poo and get cuddled up because let's go boo. It's time to get magical. (laughs) Okay, so first I wanted to start off by kind of like maybe doing an introduction to like what is a highly empathetic, highly sensitive being? Like what even is that? So you're going to resonate with this the most if you are someone who generally can feel the energy of a room before you walk into it or as soon as you walk into it. You can pick up on certain things, certain people talking about you, talking to you um, through your life experience. And you may even have certain intuitions about certain things happening and you have been proven right time and time again. This is because you're highly intuitive and highly sensitive, meaning that you are very much in tune with your emotions and your emotions are vibrational indicators of what is being created in your reality. And because of your ability to be aware of emotions, you are very easily susceptible to picking up on other people's emotions, especially when in public. So over your life experience, this may have resulted in you people-pleasing. It may have resulted in you masking. It may have resulted in you trying to um, put on a persona that isn't really you, Um, manipulating. Um, You may have had success in manipulating before to get your way or to get what you want. Um, And you may be very smart in terms of like psychology or um, working with the mind in general, right? And this is a result of you living through trauma basically um, and operating from a fear standpoint, which is what causes you to be so hypervigilant and hyper aware of not only your own emotions, but your surroundings. And there are a variety of reasons as to why this can come up in our lives. Like a lot of the time it has to do with the way that we were treated as a child, the relationships modeled to us as we were growing up. Um, But also it has to do with what we see as normal, right? So growing up, you probably had a lot of interactions where you were belittled and other people were put on pedestals or you saw that dynamic going on, like there was always a winner and a loser. Um, That energy and you observing that energy so often in your reality as a result of an internal story that your bloodline was reiterating for centuries, 
causes you to then live out a physical manifestation of that reality so that you can become aware of those internal narratives and better position yourself in your life experience. But as a child, when you're not aware um, of these things, when your parents are not aware, obviously they're not just going to like sit down and have this conversation with you and be like, right, like you need to set up your mental (laughs) systems to make you feel good. Like um, it's generally this idea of like all of these things around you are showing you and reiterating this story of lack or this story of you're sensitive or, you know, like I feel like when we're younger, like we're, we're either put into a box. We're either super sensitive or super aggressive. We're either super masculine or super feminine, you know, and we learn to live through these boxes. We learn to live as embodiments of these boxes. But the thing is when you're a highly sensitive and highly empathetic person, you're more likely to take on those ideas, those narratives, whatever, whatever from other people, even if they don't feel good for you, simply because of how sensitive to energy you are. And what I learned the hard way is that actually you being sensitive to energy is really just a lack of masculine boundaries, which means emotional, uh, feminine boundaries are like emotional boundaries. So like, you know, when something feels bad and you are like, no, that's emotional. That's feminine. Masculine boundaries are being able to hold yourself accountable. That discipline factor, that showing up factor, that perseverance factor, that pushing through factor. And when you're highly sensitive and empathetic, usually what happens in that situation is you'll end up in the victim mindset and the other perpetuator will be like the dominating factor and they will belittle you and make you feel smaller, like you can't do things. And then because you're so sensitive, you want to have those emotional outbursts back, but because they're not as directed and centered, like if they were to be presented with the masculine discipline, they aren't as effective and you're kind of just seen as an emotional crazy person, right? This is the dance between the masculine and feminine, which we've had a conversation on so many times before. But Knowing that this is how these energies normally dance or how we are used to seeing them dance can give us a lens to then change the way that we are dancing. We can then no longer see this empathetic and sensitive nature as something to be manipulated or taken advantage of. It can be a superpower. But in order to look at it like that. You have to dismantle the relationships in your life that promote you being a victim, which a lot of the time looks like standing up in your power. It looks like standing up to those, you know, bullies that are in your system, in your family, in your home, in your whatever, and letting them know like, hey, I am the boss. And that doesn't come with just voicing those words. That comes with actually feeling that within you. Because if you go up to that bully and you say, hey, you're a bully, excuse me, blah, 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 like, (laughs) 
whatever the bully's just gonna look at you and punch you in your face anyway like the bully doesn't care what you say to him the bully cares what you do and as highly empathetic and sensitive beings I think that we focus a lot on the energetics behind things. So like we'll be focused on like how someone did it versus what they're actually doing. Like we are so wanting to give the benefit of the doubt, wanting to, you know, see the best in people that we will sometimes overlook those tendencies and just you know, sugarcoat because we want to feel the best because we are so sensitive. But in doing this, you're actually not utilizing, you're utilizing feminine projection energy, which is wounded feminine energy versus you could actually utilize masculine discipline and boundary energy and actually just show up from a higher space. And then those little voices below you wouldn't even matter. So these are some of the reasons why setting boundaries as a highly empathetic and sensitive being is important, but there are some drastic life changes that come when we actually implement this boundary work, when we do this boundary work. And some of those changes are literally going to be you like up-leveling your life in every single way, you completely transforming, you completely saying goodbye to the old version of you and you stepping into this new version of you because you're no longer taking that shit from anybody else. You're no longer listening to anybody else's projection energy because you're no longer rooted in your own wounded feminine energy. So you're no, lo- you no longer even have a seat at the table for that. That's no longer even in the itinerary, okay? What's now in the itinerary is building yourself up, making yourself feel like a boss-ass bitch, making yourself feel like the most confident person in the room. Even though you may have, you know, whatever, you may be autistic, you may have ADHD, you may be XYZ, like, you may be a purple fucking cow. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, if you show up with the confidence of, like, I run this town, I run this city, nobody's going to tell you that you don't run that town or that you don't run that city because you are so focused on running that town and running this city. Nobody could tell you shit. Nobody could tell you different. It's, like, the same thing as, like, someone knows they're going to win a race. They're not, like, oh, I'm going to win the race. I'm going to win the race. No, they're in their head. They're, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win this race. I'm going to win this race. I'm going to win this race. And then at the end, they come out and they pop out and they're like, yeah, I won the race. I won the race. I said I was going to run the race. That's the kind of energy. That's the kind of shift in energy that you will experience if you are someone who does the work to actually implement boundaries, not only around what you're allowing in your reality, but around the thoughts that you're thinking around the levels of the playground that you're playing in, like your mental narratives and the thoughts in your head are a complete map of your physical reality. So everything and vice versa. So like everything that's happening in your physical reality is then reflected to you in your thoughts. So if you can become aware enough to be focused enough to then be disciplined enough to say no to the thoughts that don't make you feel good, then when you go out in public, when you're in situations, you're going to be more willing to be vocal about those things that make you don't feel good because you 
are doing that work with yourself already. And so establishing that relationship with yourself, setting boundaries with yourself, setting parameters with yourself, telling yourself, oh, I don't want to be on my phone for at least an hour after I wake up. Oh, I want to prioritize eating a healthy breakfast with lots of protein. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then actually holding yourself accountable to those things is what's going to be the driving factor in building your self-trust, which is going to help you with the discipline, with the boundaries, with all of the other things. Because once you have that self-trust, you're no longer wondering if you should make a move or if you should do X, Y, Z. You're just fucking doing it because you had the impulse and you trust yourself enough to know that if you act on that impulse, it will lead to a better opportunity, a better feeling scenario, or maybe it will just be like the same level. But still, you're still looking to improve yourself. You're looking for the things that feel good. You're not looking to be the victim anymore. You're looking to be the driving factor of your reality. And that is the difference. That is the difference. When you set the boundary coming from your heart space, like, yeah, actually, I am going to do this. Yeah, I actually am going to do this. And yeah, I actually am not taking no for an answer. When you do that for yourself, that allows that same energy to be reflected back to you in your reality. So not only do you take away the victim martyr mentality, but you also implement this confident, magnetic essence into your reality that brings more of that energy to you continuously. Now, what does this have to do with neurodivergency? Well, neurodivergency is something that I wasn't even really focused on for most of my life. Like, I I, I think like a lot of us growing up, I'm a 90s baby, so if you're a 90s baby, you could probably relate to this. But I think a lot of us growing up, like we were always told about these things, like ADHD, autism, OCD, all these things. But they were kind of just like a joke. Like, they were just, like, something that you joked about, like, oh, yeah, I have ADHD, like, oh, yeah. And that was, like, an excuse as to why you didn't do certain things. And I think growing up in this generation has allowed me to have this lens for a reason because if you look at the basis of that, like, you – these these topics that are supposed to be bad that no one was supposed to want are seemingly glamorized as excuses for not doing the things that we actually really want to do. Um, and this goes back to the, you know, collective mental stories that we're telling at any given point in time. But it's just interesting to see that these narratives that we implemented that we have labeled ADHD all the things are there as a sort of roadblock or an excuse it's not always an excuse either because like sometimes you really just like can't like I, I get that um but it's because of these built up residue from all these stories that we tell over and over and over again like we think oh we have ADHD that makes us less mentally capable like oh we have ADHD like something's wrong with us like oh I have autism like something's wrong with me like oh I'm like slow like I'm like stupid like I'm slow whatever those are the stories that are associated with those labels but if you can go in and you can discipline yourself enough to have different stories associated with those labels like for example autism like 
that could just mean that they're really in touch with the feminine polarity. They're a lot more flowy. They use a lot less logic. They're less rigid in their structures. That makes sense. That doesn't mean something is necessarily wrong with them. It's just the way that they perceive and the way that they show up and the energy that they're showing up with in this plane is a little bit different than what we're normally used to seeing. And that's not necessarily bad. But you see how I told a story that felt good to me rather than adhering to these societal stories that we have set as standards in our reality. When you take the pressure off of the label and you learn to describe yourself and attribute yourself to feelings versus to labels, life becomes a lot easier to navigate one and then to also feel better in general because you're no longer allowing yourself to even go to those stories that don't feel good. Like you're no longer even going into that realm. And I think that that's something that should be talked about more pre prevalently, especially in the online business industry because a lot of the time like we'll, we will – accomplish certain things and do certain things and we'll be like yeah I did that blah, blah blah but then we're like chasing the more factor chasing the more factor chasing the more factor chasing the more factor and if you ask me a lot of neurodivergencies come out of chasing the more factor trying to do more trying to be better trying to be you know the ideal version of a human and it's like we don't need to put that much pressure on ourselves we don't need to have that much pressure on ourselves and if we can learn to speak through energy versus being so confined by the words that we're saying or by the things that come out or the things that are in the physical like if we could become a little less attached to that and start anchoring in more mental thought forms and feelings that feel better, we can shift out of those stories that don't make us feel good altogether. We can literally set a roadblock towards those feelings and, and not in a sense of avoidance either, like simply because we will no longer be in resonance with those stories for them to even be told to us. This is the power of working with yourself and building up your self-trust and building up your own capaci capacity and ability for life. When you do that, it's like even if you are sensitive, even if you are empathetic, you no longer are being sensitized to the things that don't make you feel good because that's not where your primary lane of focus is. That's not your primary story that you're telling. So to your brain, it's not really relevant and it's kind of just discarded and you will then look for the things that feel better. And then it's not even about who is in your reality. It's not even about who is in your life. It's about what you are looking for and what story you are choosing to tell. And that gives you so much control. That gives you so much sovereignty. That gives you so much freedom 
especially because it gives you the freedom of authenticity and expression in that it allows you to show up in whatever way you want because you're no longer worried about what Susan over there has to say about you. And it's not like you don't hear her. It's not like you're ignoring her. It's not like you're saying she's irrelevant. It's that you are simply just so focused in a dominant vibration that is oscillating at a higher frequency that you don't even feel that. You don't even see that. And if you do, it's like split second and you're over here already. Like you're not focused on that whatsoever because that's your level of standard for your life. And as a sensitive and empathetic being, this could transform your life altogether. So I'm going to give you an example. So like when I, I've always been like super sensitive, super empathetic, and I would always give my energy to people who like never really reciprocated it. And like, they would just take from me and take from me. And I would always be the one like holding space. You know, I would be the one that people will come to, to like spill their emotions, talk about things, et cetera, et cetera. And I was never getting that in return. And then once I learned like how to just put my energy into myself, put my faith and my trust into myself and the unknown, I started attracting individuals who were so in alignment with my specific life journey at the point in time that they entered my life. It was like so divine, like I couldn't ignore them. Like they were definitely meant to be in my life and not not all of those people stayed all the time, you know? So that's important to remember too. It was like very synchronistic, but then like you got to learn to let them go too. And that was part of my lesson as well. And because I am so sensitive, because I am so highly attuned, it has allowed me to evolve so quickly, to evolve like through patterns and relationships more quickly. And this causes people to fluctuate in and out of my life pretty quickly. And I've learned to be okay with that. Um, And I'm also learning the art of allowing differences, you know, like just because we're together and I think one way and you think another way doesn't mean that I think that you are a terrible person because we don't think the same way. We're both allowed to have different perspectives and different visions. And I think that both are, are completely valid and necessary for whatever the mission is that we are to accomplish together, you know? So being highly sensitive and highly empathetic, you may think it's a curse. You may think it's like the worst thing ever. You may just want to like lock yourself in a room and be on Tumblr all night and just like isolate from everyone. Trust me, I get it. I totally get it because I've been there and I've done it. But being sensitive and being highly empathetic is actually – a cheat code because you have, you've already hacked like half of your nervous system. You've already hacked the sensitive side. Now it's time to implement that logic and that discipline and that discernment and set those boundaries. And you get to use those empathetic powers and those intuitive powers as tools for you, for your life. Like they get to be things that lift you up rather than things you wish you 
didn't have to notice. Like I remember thinking when I was younger, like, oh, I wish I wasn't so different. I wish I was more like everyone else. Like I wish I didn't think so different, like blah, blah, blah. And now I love who I am. Like I love when I'm alone. I love being alone. I love how I operate. Like I just love who I am. And I am nothing like any of those other people, but I was always sensitive to all of those other people's energies and all the things. And it was simply just because it was showing me different versions and different layers of myself, of my past selves, of all the things. And it's just an opportunity to get closer to myself so that I could better establish boundaries for myself, for the needs of my inner child, for the needs of my inner teen, for the needs of the individual that I am and that I am becoming. And that level of sensitivity towards yourself is so powerful. I think a lot of the time what happens is like we're born being sensitive and this is our superpower so that we can get to know ourselves and really like further our earth life mission on this plane. But then we get so caught up in the fear frequency that we forget that um, we are the guiding factor. And then we learn to look to others outside of ourselves and then we pick up on all their fear tendencies and then it just gets so tiring we just get so burnt out and the key is really just coming back into yourself coming back into you and relating to the world from a perspective of you like it's not about susan over there it's not about what susan thinks or what susan's feeling it's about how you're relating to how she's feeling like And it's also about how you're perceiving how she's feeling. Do you think it's a reflection of you or do you see it as her own volition? Like you get to decide how the story is being told in any single given moment. You get to decide. So you're picking up on energies. You're in a public place and you're picking up on energies. You get to decide the narrative of that story, of the energies that you're picking up on. Tell a good fucking story. You want to be happier? Don't get yourself down in the dumps more. Tell a better feeling story. Show up for yourself in that way. Use your psychic and intuitive abilities to lift yourself up. Stop telling the stories that don't make you feel good. You don't have to channel anything you don't want to. Source is giving you a message. Yeah, but it's up to you to discern how you want to channel it. It's up to you to discern how... It's going to pour through you. It's up to you to discern which frequencies you're deciding to tap into. And that is all a result of setting boundaries and having high standards for yourself and your life experience. And I know that this sounds like a really subtle, simple shift, but I'm telling you, the more that you practice this shift the crazier and crazier the changes and improvements you're going to see in your life. Because the more that you work on yourself, the more that you show up for yourself, the more that you live for yourself, the less the external world has any influence on you. And a lot of the time, the only reason we're so focused on the external world in the first place is because we were so rooted in that fear frequency We're so scared. It made us have to feel like we were on edge, like we were in fight or flight. In any single given moment, we had to be so aware. But we no longer have to live like that. So take yourself out of that root chakra energy and build yourself up. Let yourself be the confidence. Let yourself be the bridge. Let yourself be 
Let yourself be. Let yourself grow. Let yourself see yourself, observe yourself, get to know yourself, find yourself, move yourself, explore yourself, and keep doing it. This entire life experience is not about anyone else except for you. And the idea that it's about someone else is a story that was fed to you. And that's exactly why you find so much turmoil in your sensitivity and your empathic, empathetic nature. You don't have to feel bad about being authentic to you. You get to feel good no matter what you're doing, no matter what you do. Choose to live a life full of authenticity. Choose to step into your power. Choose to say no to the voices of the outside world. Choose to say yes to you. Inside of our To Infinity and Beyond portal, it's a higher ed portal focused on giving you insights and clarity into holistic teachings for sensitive entrepreneurs and spiritual creatives, um, people who have endured trauma in the past and who are looking to up-level their life in any way, specifically in the realm of like commerce and business and entrepreneurship. Um, This portal is amazing. There are six courses and six guiding resources, and they're all aimed at helping you and supporting you in your sensitivity, um, understanding your emotions as a guide, regulating to the feeling that you desire, and then regulating to the unknown as well, learning to find beauty in the contrast, learning to set set yourself up for success in every moment, and there's also tons of resources for social media marketing, for branding, for content creation, for positioning, and I'm so excited to welcome you inside. We do a monthly masterclass every month, so there is a monthly call every month for you to hop on or you can get the masterclass a la carte. Inside the portal, we have six courses, like I said earlier. Um, The first three, Deliberately Creating You, Managing the Mind and Stories for Success are all aimed at neurological rewiring and giving you a portal to the past to revamp any stagnant or old unwanted energy, invite in forgiveness, and catapult yourself into your highest possible desired timeline here and now. It's such an amazing portal and everyone that's in it loves it so much. So I'm excited to see you inside if it sounds like a vibe for you. Um, There's tons of information about literally everything holistic, about the body, somatics, working with the mind, neurological reprogramming, as I said. And all of these tools are what I provide my one-on-one clients with when you sign up for one-on-one with me. So if you're looking for something a little more intimate, one-on-one is definitely a vibe and I would love to hold space for you. You can apply directly for one-on-one on my website or you can message me on Instagram for more options or we can just like chat or whatever. Um, But I'm so excited, so excited. I'm so excited about sharing this information with you. And I really hope that this podcast today was helpful 
for the sensitive and empathetic being looking to take more charge in their reality. I look forward to seeing you next month and thank you for riding with me on this journey. Mahalo.